not from Israel, if you're from Kansas or some foresty area somewhere, I don't think you realize what being called a barren woman is like. This is Becca Jacobson, a midwife from near the city of Bethel in Israel. We have desert here, harsh, lifeless expanses, shadow of the valley of death kind of places. Our history is rooted in desert wanderings. Our prophets paint blessings as rivers watering dry places. To be barren is to be dead until God moves. Is that why being barren here is such a social handicap? Look, we have the Dead Sea. Water goes in, nothing comes out. It's dead. Life is meant to beget life. Be fruitful and multiply. Again and again throughout our history, we are reminded that it's God who begets life. It's God who opens wombs. Manna from heaven, child in the womb, it's all the same. Dear friends, we've all heard stories about what happened in Israel and about the man called Jesus. I decided to investigate and record everything in an orderly manner so that you might know for certain the facts of what actually happened. My name is Luke, and this is From the Beginning, Episode 2, Songs and Signs. The conception and birth of a child is, in fact, utterly ordinary. Billions of children have been born since Adam and Eve had Cain and Abel. It is the way we all come into the world. We eat and drink and have children. There is hardly anything less unusual than childbirth. Yet, every time it happens, we are astonished. We call it a miracle. And sometimes, it really is. When I found out, I knew God had seen me. He hadn't forgotten me. For so long, it felt like he had. But he hadn't. It felt wonderful. I wanted to sing. Did you? Sometimes, yes. When I was alone. And anyway, Zechariah couldn't tell me to stop. Let's catch you up if you missed last episode. Zechariah is a priest. He's married to Elizabeth, who you just heard. She was barren. An angel visited Zechariah, promised a child, and now Elizabeth's pregnant. Also, Zechariah is mute. That's Mark, my co-host, an all-around nice guy. You mean that? Well, today I do. Anyway, you would think Elizabeth would tell everyone she knew about her pregnancy. Instead, she secluded herself for five months. I was cautious, I guess, early on. I was past my prime, and my husband had reacted badly to the angel. Maybe things wouldn't go like I thought. I had had enough disappointments over the years. Plus, well, Zachariah had written out everything the angel had said, and I read it every day. Our son was going to be a Nazarite. His birth really wasn't about me. A Nazarite is a person specially dedicated to God. They obey special rules, like avoiding alcohol and dead things, to set themselves apart from God's purpose. I came to think of this child I couldn't even see as something holy, something that was God's and not mine. I wasn't sure I wanted to go out and tell everyone, not yet. In those quiet days, I thought a lot about Hannah. Do you know the story of Hannah? So here's the deal with Hannah. She was one of the two wives of a man named Elkanah, way back before Israel had a king, pre-David times. Now Hannah's husband loved her, really, he adored her, but she couldn't have kids. And the other wives, a woman named Peninnah, tortured her mercilessly about it. So mean. 
There is an old documentary about the rise of a kingdom in Israel that tells us some Hannah's stories. Here are a few excerpts. I remember when she came to the tent to pray. She was disabled and her mouth was moving, but I could not hear anything. I thought she was drunk at these religious celebrations. You can never tell. She went on long enough that I told her, Stop getting drunk! But she wasn't drunk at all. She said she was soul sick. She'd been pouring her soul out to the Lord. Boy, did I feel dumb. I told God that if he gave me a son, I'd give him back to him. I told God that my son would be his. His name is Samuel. Do you have any dreams for him? He belongs to the Lord. The Lord will dream for him. The Lord makes poor and he makes rich. He brings love and he lifts me up. He raises the poor up from the dirt. He lifts the needy up from his filth. He sets them on his royal thrones and gives them honors. I kept thinking of Hannah and how God used her to change our people. My son, would he do the same? That's what I pondered in my seclusion. I didn't think anyone else would understand. But someone else did understand, and that person was about to make a surprise visit. Right after this break. Hi everyone, I'm Big Ray. Y'all know it ain't Christmas without Christmas music, let me tell you. Maybe you have some 24-7 internet radio thing playing you some jingle bells. Maybe you have been playing it since July. But haven't you ever thought about all the music that isn't Christmas music? Shouldn't someone do something about that? Well, I have, and you can too with Big Ray's Jingle All The Day music app. Just open your favorite non-Christmas song in the app and experience the joy of Christmas in every note using our patented voice replacement technology. Just listen to these newly minted classics. Another one bust. Ice. Another one bust. Ice. Hey, Rudolph. Don't be afraid. You were made to go out with Santa. Tame as old as time. Song as old as rhyme. Santa. And the elves. Presence. Holiday cheer. Never listen to non-music Christmas again. If it ain't Christmas music, why even listen to it anyway? Download Big Ray's Jingle All The Day music app in the App Store today. It happened one day during Elizabeth's six month of pregnancy. A visitor showed up who changed everything Elizabeth believed about her child. I heard her voice first. She called into the house. John jumped in my belly, and I felt just full of joy. I knew my child was happy, and I was happy. He had heard the voice, and it made him happy. I didn't recognize it at first, but John did. I know he did. 
At the door was a young girl named Mary, a relative of Elizabeth. Mary was engaged to a man back in Nazareth. Elizabeth hadn't been expecting Mary, and Mary wasn't expecting the welcome she received. I hadn't seen Elizabeth for a long time, but she came straight toward me beaming, and she said things she shouldn't know. It was strange and disorienting, and I felt like I belonged. I had come to talk to her about things I barely understood, and it seemed like she already knew. Like what? Like, well, you know, the child. What I told her is exactly what I knew at the moment, that she was pregnant and that her child was the one that my John was going to usher in. I just knew it in a flash. I had spent months praying and pondering, and suddenly I knew. It was the Holy Spirit. I'm sure of it. How else would I know such things? I was happy. So happy. Mary's a good girl. That's Zechariah again. She's thoughtful. Not at all frivolous. Serious, even. I was glad she came. Not just because Elizabeth enjoyed the company but because the things she said confirmed what God was doing in our own lives. And you still couldn't talk at this time? No, but Mary could. That was humbling. Mary told Elizabeth and Zachariah many times about her own encounters with an angel and her own promises. Events we'll cover in our next episode. She stayed for the most of the rest of Elizabeth's pregnancy before returning home. It was hard to see her go. Sometimes... I could hear her singing when she thought she was alone. It was nice hearing that. I miss it. Mary, Elizabeth mentioned that you would sing sometimes when you were with her. Um, yes, sometimes. Would you mind maybe singing a bit? Now? If you're okay with that. Could you maybe, maybe turn away, pretend I'm not here? Is this good? Yeah. Okay. My soul praises the Lord. My spirit rejoices in my Savior, for he has sought this simple servant. Now everyone will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy, holy, holy is his name. His mercy is for all those who fear him. Eventually, Elizabeth gave birth to a son. Eight days later, they would circumcise him and name him. Everyone planned on naming him Zachariah after his father. It was horribly frustrating. I told them his name was John, but they wouldn't listen. They wanted Zachariah to say so, and he couldn't, so they kept pressing. I wrote very clearly for them, his name is John. Guess it serves me right for not listening to the angel. They wouldn't listen to me. I was going to obey the angel one way or another, so I wrote it again and again, insistent. I said, his name is John. It was the first time he had spoken for nearly a year. Everyone looked at me like I was an angel myself. It was really a powerful moment. The boy's name was John, like the angel said, and that was that. So the son promised to Zechariah was born. In the coming years, he would grow strong and spend his formative years in the wilderness. But in those early days, the neighbors asked themselves the same question. What is this child going to be? Everyone knew he was something special. But what? They had all these theories. Crazy crackpot ideas. But we knew. We'd been told. So I wrote this thing down. Let me find it. 
He gets very excited about this. Of course I do. God is coming. Here it is. Don't read it all, darling. It's long. But... Zechariah. Fine. I'll just read the best part. <coughs> and you, child, that's John. You, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. You will go in front of the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people the knowledge of salvation. Salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because God is merciful. The rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness, to shine on those in death's shadow, and guide our feet into paths of peace. Episode 2 of From the Beginning was produced by the Kendall St. John Lutheran Church Youth Ministry. Wesley Potts played Luke, Carter Murphy was Mark, Matthew McKinley was Zachariah, Katie White was Elizabeth, Becca was Marcy Treesh, Elkana was Trey Warren, Eli was Joshua Bailey, Hannah was Brianna Hayden, Vigray was Ian Malone, and Mary was Sadie Potts. Music by Kevin McLeod is used under Creative Commons. Editing and hosting provided by Hayden Digital.